0: This is Lillian, and with me is Willow. Hello, patrons. Hi, patrons. We didn't forget about you. No. (laughs) We've actually been worried sick about you. (laughs) It's just... I don't like to always complain. No, but the past two weeks have been... exceptionally difficult. So you take two shitty months and the last two weeks have
1: been the hardest, for sure. You know what? In my Facebook memories, um, it was like a year or two ago, was also some really, really shitty times. So July's feel like never a good month for It's me. really, really hard. It's rough. Um, but no, the past couple weeks were really rough because we had a art show that we had to get our art in. Like, there was a deadline that we had to meet. and Both of our cars broke down. Both of our cars, all the appliances, all of the things that could
0: go wrong went wrong. It was bad.
1: It was just really, really, bad. And
0: immediately really bad. following the art show, I had to get all this inventory ready and decorations ready yeah. to, like, make a booth space in this shop yeah. downtown. And since we live in a tourist town, that's going to make me quite a bit of money. Yeah. So missing that opportunity would have been stupid. Mm-hmm. Yet it put all the pressure on Willow, whose car got fixed first, to help get me there. And right. it was a really red nightmare just for everyone right. to We had a lot of deadlines,
1: like, crazy. Like, like crippling deadlines that yeah. we had to meet um, that. And I also had like photo shoots that I had to do. My husband got COVID. And so I had to quarantine the baby and I on the other side of the house And because I'm in contact with her. I had to quarantine myself. Yeah. And it was just, I mean, I didn't, the baby and I didn't end up getting it, but it was just a nightmare. It was just a really, really, really shitty couple of weeks. Yeah. So we've had our cases for Patreon mentally prepared, but we yes. had not been able to sit down and actually,
0: do it. I'm surprised I've <laughs> recorded one thing in the past two weeks. Well, it is. I can't summer. even remember doing it. Like, so we're, we're definitely going to treat you back. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Like, this
1: is an ongoing relationship we have here, so. That's right. Um, I'm really excited about my
0: and, case. Uh, oh, as far as like uh, little patron gifts, uh, I had a snafu with the company I order all like my fragrance oils from, and they mm. shipped my entire order somewhere else and so I had to get refunded they wouldn't just send it again I had to get refunded which took 14 business days and then I had to order it again but it's here so you guys can expect that around the end of the month Mm -hmm. and like congratulations
1: to all of us and everything like we got enough ad revenue to cover the shipping because the shipping it was going to be rough it was was going to be very expensive Mm -hmm. to ship all of these packages
0: it's still going to be rough but it can come in waves. It, it won't just, cover
1: the whole thing, but it'll come close. It's really nice yeah. that, like, like right now, the podcast is pretty much paying for itself, and that's something that's really hard to achieve, yes. and, like, we couldn't have done it without y'all, so, no. like, really, really big kudos, really big thanks. Yes,
0: I just wanted to take this little, this opportunity. I feel like I'm getting an award right now, <laughs> um, but I'm just, does this really exhausted uh, (laughs) uh, um, I I try and have the Patreon episodes up by like Wednesday or Thursday but because of this week it's gonna be up Sunday early Monday yeah, best. but but then I have one coming up in the
1: next couple days, so you'll
0: get two kind of
1: back-to-back almost. Yes,
0: so today's case is another unsolved mystery for y'all, because I don't like them, and this one's really interesting, and I've heard a lot of speculation on this particular case, so it's it's interesting to talk about, and I'll give my own, I have two theories for this case. <laughs> cool.
1: Yeah. I'm also currently researching a mystery, so I'm already in mystery-solving mode. Yes. It's I got my hat on.
0: On. Let's go. So this is the case of Lars Matank. And Matank? It's Matank. And he is German. So cool. that's why his name is like that. And yes, that's how you pronounce it. I am positive. I like the name Lars. Lars is cute, yes. And this is really bizarre and very tragic and remains unsolved to this day with virtually no clues as to what happened to him, where he went, and why he was so afraid and frantic on the day he went missing. Yes, it's, it's really, it's creepy. So he has been dubbed the most famous missing man on YouTube. And one would think that then there would have been at least somebody who saw him or because there would be a break in the case, like somebody from, like, because it's been all over YouTube for years. Right. Nope, nothing. So Lars McTank was born on February 9th, 1986. I want to take a time to say some people say 19th, some people say 12th. It is for sure the 9th. I don't know why there's so much misinformation out there on this case, but there's tons. Interesting. That's weird. Yes, and one of my favorite like uh, YouTube guys. He's a psychologist, and he analyzes <gasps> various cases. What's his name? Doctor. Yeah, it's Doctor. He's like got oh, a mustache. I love goes, him. His research. I watch, research was I watch shit him on this case. Literally every single case. I watch him. I do too. But his his research was very bad on this particular. Oh, case. Really? Yes. Doctor Grande. Doctor Grande. Because mm. it reminds me Starbucks. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, his research was really bad and wrong. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I did not use him on this case, and his opinion on it annoyed me a little bit, and I'll talk that about that. That happens sometimes, too. I still watch them for cases just to see what he
1: says. But sometimes I'm like, I don't always agree. Sis, you're wrong, Yeah. I want to say. Not that I'm a fucking doctor. No, see? but that's okay to be wrong. Yeah. I'm wrong
0: sometimes. Really? uh uh-uh. yeah. So, he was born in Berlin, Germany, and grew up with his parents in Itzel. Itzel. And that's in northern Germany, and it's a small town of about 30,000. And when I hear, like, small town, and then they'll say 30,000, I'm like... <laughs> it's the size of our biggest city yeah, around here. Anyway, We're, we're at 2,000. Yeah. So, Lars had tons of friends, and... He was like a hard-working family man type. I mean, he didn't have kids yet. And he was 28 at the time he goes missing. But he had a long-term girlfriend and in general was just an all-around pretty swell dude. He really, really loved football. And for American folks, that means soccer. Oh. Yeah. I did it the other way around. (laughs) Usually people do it say, oh, he loved soccer. And for you, like, Europeans, it's a football. But I wanted to do it the other way around this time. Because that's how I feel today. Feeling contrary and spicy. Um, But, yeah, in general, he just, like, was a soccer fan, football and he was like he loved his girlfriend his dad ended up having a stroke shortly before he goes missing and he had like kind of stopped his life to help take care of his dad he went to trade school to become an engineer and he became like the head like engineer of a coal plant in that area he was doing good like his entire life was in order he had good friends he loved his family he had a good job and he had a girlfriend he cared about so I want us to keep that all in mind because, like, his mental state is going to become very important in this case. He's going into this trip with his friends in a really good mental state. Right. There's nothing wrong in his life. None of his friends say he was acting weird before they left. His girlfriend and him were getting along. His mom said he wasn't acting bizarre. But literally the moment they start out this trip, he is acting very strange. We'll get into it. start with speculation or they'll like run down the s- synopsis of this case real fast but I'm gonna do it different this time okay I'm gonna go point by point on the timeline
1: yes because especially with these kinds I mean you kind of have to it's you all kind you of have it yeah it's yeah. all we got
0: yeah yeah and there are some missing spaces in here we'll talk about those oh. too oh those are the what you're interesting sauce as fuck <sighs> Earlier in the year, Lars planned a trip to the coastal city of Varna, Bulgaria, with five of his friends. He needed the trip as a way to decompress from the stress of his job and the stress of caretaking his father. Now, I mentioned there was nothing wrong with him before he left, but being stressed out because of work and caretaking a family member isn't weird. It's not. Mm -hmm. He wasn't, like, depressed about it. He wasn't, like, freaking out about it. He just thought it'd be a good idea to, like, chill. And traveling was something he really loved to do and did frequently. So this is not out of the norm. Like, it's not like he's just packing up. Plus, he's with five of his buddies. Mm -hmm. And they're all around the same age as Lars. They either went to school together or, like, were friends via sports or something like that. They're close friends. Yeah. Yeah. On June 30th, Lars and his friends fly to Varna and check into the Hotel Viva. It's a four-star hotel on the Golden Sands beaches on the Bulgarian Riviera. So it is swanky. Mm. This is not a five-star hotel, but four-star is close. It is expensive. I mean, they have a lot of amenities at this hotel, and it's like a good party time. Like, where they're at is kind of like... It's right. almost like a dry, like, cruise ship, you know what I'm saying, the hotel. there mm-hmm. You would never have to leave the little resort there, and you would have a grand old time. Mm-hmm. And this is where some of the problems start. Over the next few days of his trip, he separates from his friend group. He is not really into relaxing like they're all wanting to chill and like at the hotel and at the bar and like party and go swimming at the pool and just you know flirt with girls and all that kind of stuff Lars is an outdoors person he loves being active he's a very athletic guy and he's like well you guys have fun doing nothing I'm gonna go out and like do stuff he ends up playing soccer Football With a bunch of like High school kids That's weird See No one points to that As being weird Really? They're all high school graduates But they had just graduated So they're like Eight
1: Seventeen to nineteen I mean If it was for like Maybe like ten minutes While you're walking by You see some kids
0: playing the like No he played the ball quite, like quite a him. while With them Yeah That's weird Now remember he does love He does love soccer a lot But he is like Ten years older Than all of them And I find it a bit strange. I also find some other things strange coming up. We'll talk about that. Like, he's not permanently leaving his friend group, of course, but... I don't know It just bugs me Mm -hmm. At 11pm on July 3rd Lars rejoins his friends At the Mystery of Golden Sands Bar To watch a World Cup match And have some drinks He wouldn't miss the World Cup match For like all the team in the world And so he's not going to leave His friends for that But I think if they hadn't been At that bar to watch the World Cup He wouldn't have hung out with them then either he had been isolating himself. Is that what you're picking up on? Because that's mm-hmm. what I picked up on right away, mm-hmm. is that he is slowly sort of pulling away from his friend group. Also, they said he wasn't really eating. Like, any time they went anywhere to eat, he's just not really... And he's not on drugs? No, not at all. No is drugs just, were found in his possessions or anything. Really? Did not have a history of drug use. And I'm not saying it's impossible, but signs don't point there. yeah. It's just weird Oh it's super weird Yeah So They're having a good time And all his friends say Like Lars is in good spirits Lars is wearing a jersey Of his favorite hometown team And his friends And him get a little rowdy Football fans are known To get rowdy In Europe It's like what they do Yep. And they are kind of shitting on the team like the local like Bulgarian team and there's or Bavarian team excuse me and there's a Bavarian high school group there. There's a lot of high school students involved in this case for some fucking reason. And are they allowed to like drink and shit at that age? Yes. Oh that, okay that makes more sense now. Yeah, it's a little less weird, right? Yeah. So the, he gets into kind of a verbal altercation with these kids about soccer. And that it does. They're both all being drunk and stupid. Yeah, yeah and pretty much. Kind of what dudes do. They're being douchey. It's dudes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And it gets pretty heated, but Lars ends up defusing everything because he's a nice guy, and everybody's like cool by the time they they're leaving the bar. Right. And Lars and his friends are the absolute last patrons out of the bar. They're closing up. It's closing time, mm-hmm. and so. I'm going to guess it's around, because bars closed there. I look it up around 4 a.m.
1: I was about to say like 3, 4 a.m. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Tim and Paul, two of Lars' friends are drunk, and they decide like, hey, let's get something to eat because we're drunk. Yeah. We're going to go to Mickey D's. Yeah. We're going to get some nuggets. Waffle House. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They don't have mm-hmm. Waffle House in Bulgaria. But but they do sad. have McDonald's. Do they really? Yes. I guess everywhere has McDonald's. Yeah. And so that's what Tim and Paul suggest. And Lars is like, Uh uh-uh. He doesn't want it. No, he doesn't like junk food or fast food of any kind. He's kind of a health nut. But, I mean, he'd been known to indulge. Girl, I'm saying. And he'd been known to indulge, but he's being weird about it. I mean, I was the same way. Once again, Lars breaks off from the group. And he's going to go to the hotel on his own. It's about a kilometer away. So not too far. On the way back, no one witnesses this, and it's only Lars saying so. He is jumped by a group of Russian or Bulgarians, and they physically assault him. However, he's able to escape without super serious injury. However, his left eardrum seems to be ruptured because he's had a blow to his head. Shit. He decides to sleep it off, which is dumb. Yeah. Just saying. And I do think that this is the major turning point in this case, and I'm going to kind of break down why I think that is. Okay. If the fight didn't happen, and a lot of people, including Dr. Grande, think that the fight did not happen at all, I disagree. I do think the fight happened. They fight over soccer games all the time. Uh, it was a different group than what was in the bar. No, but I mean
1: like like soccer fans in general. like it's, Or like, just rowdy
0: drunk people yeah. on the like streets at like 4 a.m. And yeah. he's mouthed off to them because he was mouthy. And so it wouldn't surprise me if they came and knocked him upside the head a little bit. Yeah. Um, I also think there has been proof of his physical injury. And I don't think he did it to himself. So, But whether or not this was a head injury or he made it up. Those are not good signs Either one Right One of them means like Clearly a psychotic break Is going on And the other one Clearly means
1: Altercation. Altercation Altercation Um So But what happens Whenever the eardrum Like ruptures Like what it hurts. hurts. Yeah, but I mean, I know that. But yeah. I mean, like, what could possibly happen to his brain? And because it can be you know,
0: like, they can be comorbidities. Meaning, yeah. he got hit on that side of his face, so his brain—he could have a brain bleed for all he knows. He yeah. doesn't know if they hit you hard enough to rupture your eardrum. Yeah,
1: that's what I'm they saying. They could have fractured your fucking skull. Yeah, that's 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 the part that I was trying to yeah. Yeah, get to. But there's
0: no way of knowing that, and I'll get right. into why that is. He didn't go to the doctor. He does eventually. Oh, okay. So something is definitely wrong with Lars when he wakes up around July, around noon on July 4th. He calls his girlfriend and tells her about the attack and how he believes the group of men were hired by a rival football team to beat him up. And his girlfriend is like, that doesn't make any sense. You're talking crazy. Yeah. And clearly he's not okay. Yeah. He sounds paranoid. Yeah. You know? And Lars believed they were hired by the men at the bar he'd angered with his rowdiness the day before. He thinks it was, like, those, like, last year high school students who hired Russians to beat him up. That's exactly what he's thinking. No, baby, no. No, that's not. She is worried about him and tells him to go to the doctor, his girlfriend for his ear. That's the only way she can convince him to go. And he Mm -hmm. tells her he's going to let it heal naturally and that he doubted there would be a doctor's office open on the weekend and he ends the call. Later that night, Lars joins his group of friends again for another night of drinking in town. Nothing happens but a good time over the next few days. Everyone has a fun weekend, and after partying at some bars, they wind down at the hotel as they prepare to go home the next day. On July 7th at around noon, everyone checks out of the hotel. Lars is concerned about his ear. It is super-duper hurting really bad, and it doesn't seem to be getting better, and that's when Lars kind of suddenly realizes Flying with a ruptured eardrum may be bad. Yes. And it is, y'all. Yes. So he decides that it could, since it could cause permanent damage, he's going to get himself to the doctor. Yeah. So a friend gets a cab with Lars and they take him to a doctor's office where he is diagnosed with a ruptured eardrum. Mm -hmm. Shit hurts. And his instinct was right. He cannot fly like that. The doctor refers him to St. Anna Hospital. Before going to the hospital, Lars returns to the hotel at around 5 p.m. to meet back up with his friends. He tells them to fly home without him because he has to go to the hospital and he can't fly home on account of his injury. Here's where I'm thinking psychotic break doesn't make sense. He is acting pretty rationally here. Absolutely. And psychotic break isn't so much in and out as far as I've researched. Mm -hmm. It's more out for an extended period. Could be five minutes. It could be five days, and then back in. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's usually yeah. caused by something. Not necessarily There's, psychotic oh, breaks. Really? And I'm going to talk about this towards the end of the episode. Um, I thought there was usually like there can be there can be triggers, but there can be not. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, this is why I'm thinking head injury. Yeah, because it's more of an unpredictable loss of lucidity, and yes. it also is very can be very sudden. Yes, head injury can also be not. sudden, though, and can take years to present itself. Or, like, a slow bleed. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. All these things. So, at around 8 p.m., a shuttle arrives to take Lars like his friends to the airport. A cab arrives for Lars and takes him to the hospital. Forty minutes pass before he's seen by a doctor. Somehow there's a miscommunication here. And instead of admitting Lars, which is what the first doctor wanted, to really check him out for a head injury. Right. He's given a prescription for antibiotics and discharged. Now, it is routine to give antibiotics for a ruptured eardrum. But that's not the main course of treatment. Yeah. It seems that the doctor here at the hospital has misunderstood him and thought that he had an ear infection. Because the doctor does not speak German or English. Uh. Oh no. Which is what Lars speaks. Oh no. Yeah. What a terrifying
1: situation to be in in general. Oh it just gets worse from here on out. This is such a sad it's like 20 coincidences lined up for this one. Like can you imagine being in an emergency situation like in a hospital where you need help and you can't can't talk to anybody there. It's fucked. Yes.
0: Lars leaves the hospital at around 9.40pm and finds the cab that just so happened to drop him off there. And is still outside so he gets into the same cab and asks to be taken to the pharmacy so he can fill his prescription he goes but the first pharmacy doesn't have enough of his prescription to fully fill so he ends up going to a second pharmacy he then asks the cab driver to take him to a hotel but because it is tourist season everything is fucking booked Damn. everything but the driver's like hey I do know of a hotel but it's kind of in a bad part of town It's not the greatest. Oh, no. And Lars is like, well, okay, and it's the Hotel Calaire. He takes Lars there, and Lars gives him a generous tip and thanks him. He seems pretty lucid. The cab driver says that Lars then thinks about going across the street to a convenience store to get some drinking water so he can take his medicine. Mm -hmm. However, when Lars sees some men in dark clothing there, he gets paranoid and decides against it, checking into the hotel instead. This is another spot where I kind of narrow my eyes because Lars's mental state doesn't seem that great, even though it was fine seconds ago. Yeah, because he's able, because like...
1: Even in my best mental state, I'm, I mean, I, and I don't use cabs, so I don't know, but I, I'm really nervous to do all those things, like checking yeah. in the hotel getting just like, cabs. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, th- Yeah, those are things that make me nervous and hesitate mm-hmm. on a normal basis, so I can only imagine in a, in a really confusing mental state that those would be really
0: difficult things to do. Terrifying. And the cab driver was a little weirded out because he's like, suddenly he's normal, and now he's talking about men out to get him. Okay Yeah So we'll revisit this later Yeah Sometime shortly after 11pm Lars goes down to the hotel bar to get water And takes his prescription He then calls his mother Sandra It's here where his mental state completely unravels Lars is using the equivalent of a burner phone Like a little flip phone Because he doesn't travel with his nice smartphone Which is kind of a good idea honestly Actually yeah He needed minutes on the phone So that's what the initial phone call is about To his mother He's like hey you need to add minutes to this phone I need to talk to you And she does so And it's here he tells her everything that's happened That he got into an argument in a bar Was beaten up His eardrum ruptured He tells her the doctor in St. Anna's Mocked him and refused to speak In either English or German So he couldn't understand him So he's taking it personally And I'm sure it wasn't Oh Lars's mother is now very concerned about him. He does not seem like himself and sounds paranoid and anxious. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, he is telling her that men are following him around and that he is afraid for his life and they're out to get him. He's saying, and he gets more cryptic as it goes and more vague, and we'll explain why in a minute. So worried about him, Sandra tells Lars she'll secure a patient transport back to Germany using their health insurance. She doesn't want him there. No. He is clearly sick. Yes. She's unable to to obtain the transport because her insurance denies it. So she calls Lars back and says, hey, I couldn't get that transport. However, he's even more agitated on this phone call. He tells her there's something wrong and off about the hotel that he's staying at. And he needs to leave immediately. He tells her that he thinks the hotel clerk has stolen his credit card information, and he tells her to cancel all of his credit cards. She doesn't want to do this, because how is he going to have money to get home? Yeah. So she argues about it, but... He tells her, well, they'll just turn my cards back on. She doesn't think that they do that. They don't. So she hangs up and she calls the credit card companies and confirms this. Yeah. They, they once off, they're off forever. Yeah. She tells Lars this and he insists he has enough money in cash. This later proves to be not true. Yeah. She cancels the cards. Oh, no. Yep. Yeah. Sandra calls Lars again that night. She'd gotten him a bus ticket, leaving Varna the following night. She begs him to rest and to get some sleep. because He clearly needs it. Only a few minutes pass, and it's after midnight. Lars calls his mother again. This time, he's even more erratic. He tells her that something is definitely wrong at the hotel. He refuses to elaborate. He intimates that the phone is tapped, and he is being recorded. Sandra tries to talk some sense into him, but Lars is not having it. (coughs) Excuse me. Oh, my goodness. I choked to death. Yeah, and now he hangs up abruptly. And she's trying to get more information. He's like, who's after you? Who's trying to kill you? What are you talking about? He's like, Click because he thinks his phone's being tapped. right I just think it's wild how he goes from pretty rational to absolutely making yeah. no sense yeah at 3.06am he texts his mother asking what Zil 500 is He's confused about his Ciprozil tablets, thinking it's something sinister. It's just antibiotics. Oh, no. So he's not taking his medicine. Not that it would have clearly made any difference. Right. And a lot of people have tried to point to the medicine being the reason he had this psychotic break. I'm telling you, from the beginning of this trip, he was breaking down. Yeah. And either the head injury did or didn't happen, doesn't matter. Either made it worse or wasn't real. But I think he was having, starting to have his psychotic break when he started self-isolating from his friends, not eating, you know, when you're on vacation, do you really follow your diet? I don't. Hell no. I want to eat everything on I'm vacation. I'm like, bring me some
1: fucking fried mozzarella I wanna, sticks. I want to eat things I've never tried before. I want to try
0: everything. I know. And I want to gain 50 pounds. Right now. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So he repeats the text 10 minutes later About the Ciprazil Because his mom doesn't even know How to answer that shit Sandra now realizes That Lars isn't well mentally And she books him a flight Out of Varna As soon as she can Which is 4.20pm that day A flight? Yeah, a flight She's there like Fuck it, fly with the eardrum You gotta get out of there Yeah She doesn't know what else to do Okay I mean I know what I would have done Yeah But that's neither here nor there 5 a.m., Lars is spotted hailing a cab, which takes him to the Varna airport. He is not alone in this cab. There is a female passenger, and she later reports that Lars's pupils were hugely dilated to the point she could notice. That is indicative of a head injury, by the way. Really? Yes. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Once at the airport, Lars has someone explain how to use Western Union because he has no money. Remember, he told his mother he had money. He does not. So he calls his mother, asking her to wire him money, but she has a hard time doing it, as she's never used the service before. He neither. She manages to send around 500 euros and gives Lars his flight information. She tells him to go to the airport's medical office to make sure he is able to fly. Yeah. I didn't know airports had medical offices but y'all they do and you can understand why mm-hmm. lots of medical emergencies can happen because of pressure changes due to flights like deep veins thrombosis ruptured eardrums yeah. that kind of thing so Lars goes to the medical office um, but right before he goes she tells him like he's saying that they're refusing to let him fly and that he won't be able to take a bus because he looks too disheveled. So his mom's like, hang up and go to the bathroom and clean up a little bit. No one's ever said any of this to him, by the way. Oh, no. Yeah. So he calls back and asks if his money is there or something like that. She can't really understand him. It's just garbled whispers. He hangs up, and that is the last time she'll ever hear from her son again. Honey. Which I hate. She's so frantic, trying so hard to get in. Trying so hard, Mm -hmm. and you know she she has her husband. She can't leave because he's just had a stroke. (gasps) Oh no! She's trapped, and I know that feeling. It is terrible. It is terrible. Oh baby, the rest of her calls go unanswered. She's in an airport. She's in an airport. You would think there'd be like footage of this. There is. Okay. This is why he's the most famous missing man on YouTube. Okay. It's crazy footage. Oh. And I will describe it here in a minute. Okay, tell me all about it. Girl, you know I will. Girl, girl. Due to records, we know that at 9 a.m., Lars goes to the airport's medical office and meets with Dr. Costow, who gives him eardrops and clears him to fly. He doesn't have a ruptured eardrum at all. It's fine. fine. Mm -hmm. He likely misunderstood the first doctor, or he kind of made it up. Nobody's for sure, because his mental state is... He didn't have blood coming out of his ears? No. It just really hurt. He might have just had an ear infection. Infections can also lead to psychotic breaks. Really? Yes.
1: Yes. All kinds of things can. And do you think some of this might be with traveling, too, because you were putting your
0: head on pillows and God They're knows what now. else? No, I don't um, think that. I think he... I think it's, to me, this case is an example of, like, 20 bizarre coincidences lining up to create the, his disappearance. Wow. Yeah, not good luck this guy. Yeah. Had. No, no. So... He's there in the doctor's office And Dr. Costal gives him Some antibiotics again And this kind of freaks him out Obviously he's weirded out about the antibiotics Right Um, And then someone else Comes into the medical office And I think it's like a contractor Who's like been doing some work on another office But Lars takes one look at him And completely loses his shit And runs out of there and he does not stop running. He runs out of the whole fucking airport. And the CCTV shows him just booking it like some like the devil's at his heels. Fuck. When he gets out into the parking lot, he is crouching down behind cars and hiding behind pillars. What the fuck? He jumps a fence, goes into a field of sunflowers, and disappears. Lars is never, ever seen or heard from again. Honey... So, of course, everybody wants to know what happened to him, because they haven't found his body. They haven't found any clues. One of two things. Either he has passed away, which I think is the most likely, and I think it's going to be natural causes. The elements. An accident, Mm -hmm. because he's in a heightened state. Yeah. Or he has had some kind of psychotic break, some other mental illness issues, and he disappeared on his own, and he does not want to come back. Right. He may not even remember he can. So what could have caused this? Well, y'all, I'm not a doctor, and I'm not going to get into the 4,000 ways you can have a psychotic break, for there are many. It's
1: so fascinating, though, because I didn't realize Mm -hmm. that, like, infections can do that. I didn't realize that, I mean, the brain is so Too
0: much sodium, not enough sodium, that can do it. Really? Dehydration can do it. Really? Yeah. Having a baby can do it. Well, I experienced that part. Well, you had the depression. You didn't have the psychosis. Uh, no, I would have called someone for you. Okay. Psychosis is Andrea Yates. Oh gotcha, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Depression is just very sad. Very sad. Yeah. Fucked up. Mm-hmm. The psychosis is like hallucinations of the devil telling you to drown your babies. That kind of stuff. Oh, okay. You didn't have that. I mm-hmm. know. No. Um, but psychosis can come on at any time for any reason. Also, you can be schizophrenic for most of your life and then one day it hits. I've heard of that. Out of the blue. Yeah. No warning. And I do think that is a huge possibility in this case. Yeah. Um, Can it be can it be triggered by events like an argument or a physical fight? Yes, but I want you I want us to look at the very beginning of this case. He's stressed out. That doesn't mean his life is bad but stress can definitely bring on a psychotic episode. I'm numbering my days then. <laughs> sorry. Girl, sorry. This
1: is about me. Uh-uh. <laughs> no, but this is... Uh, oh, man. It's so do you think he's, like, on this it. vacation to just try to get away and alleviate his stress? Yes.
0: And it's, it's just... just trickling in. Mm-hmm. And by the end, he has lost it. He has lost his grip on reality 100%. It did the opposite. Yes. Because traveling... Whoever said traveling is relaxing is out of their fucking gourd. It is the most stressful shit in the universe. Oh, I love it. I do not say I didn't love it, but it ain't relaxing. It is stressful.
1: If you have money, it is. Well, we don't, so it's no, not. There once, once upon a time I did have enough money to travel. It was great. Yeah, we don't have that Anyways, anymore. So, yeah.
0: But yeah, um, I think my, my best guess is he had a psychotic episode. Yeah. And ran into the woods and died. I wonder if. Or met with foul play. Either one.
1: Right. I wonder if being in a place where people speak a different language than him Ooh, added to it. I bet you're right now that I think you know, about it. Well, because a lot of schizophrenia has to do, like, a lot of the the symptoms are, like, the whispering sounds. Oh, the auditory. The, sounds, the auditory. And so a lot of it has to do with, like, incoherent whispering and, mm-hmm. like, incoherent words. It just sounds like a different language that you don't well, know well
0: again and we have the paranoia with thinking the doctor at St. Anna's was mocking him when really yes. he just didn't speak your language dude
1: yes and
0: had Lars been within his right mind he would have known that yes so he was a good guy handsome guy too mm-hmm. and I will put up the video link to the video um, there has portions that have never ever been released to the public mm. and they're pretty from the, the mom Sandra she has come out and said they're very disturbing to watch no, she interpreted it as he was not out of his mind, and that he was lucid, and he was trying to hide from someone clearly chasing him. Other people who've watched it have said, "Absolutely not. He does not look mentally no. well. It doesn't sound like he's mentally well." That's it's again, I like he mean, needed yeah. some help.
1: And honestly, I think he was trying to get help. It's just he was a little too fast. He outran. He didn't know how to ask for it. Well, his mom was trying to get him out. He was asking his mom for help. His mom was trying to get him help. Yes. Um, But
0: then, you know, he got to the point where he didn't trust her either. And this is where we have the breakdown. And a lot of people are like, well, what could have been done? You could have called the police. I never would call the police on a mentally ill person. No. There needs to be some a, a different. Organization. We don't have anything. I, I think if I had been her, it would be me and the husband on a plane to come get my boy. I was about to say either that, or like have a at-home nurse. I'd have an at-home nurse, and I'm on my way to get my boy. Yeah, but I'm not but gonna blame. Sandra I was about to say that. Yeah. This is within like an eight-hour period. She has to. Oh act. my god. Yeah, it's like from yeah. like I think maybe twelve hours, but it is not a lot of time yeah. for her to act. And at first, he doesn't seem. He seems like he could be. He just overwrought. Like, he's tired and freaked out. Yeah. But the thing is... Well, leading up, it doesn't seem like he's going to... No, he does seem pretty rational, but again, I tell you to look at the little signs, withdrawing from friends, not eating, most of the vacation he did spend on his own, and I think that is concerning, considering what a social man he was. Right. Right But this is just One of those cases Y'all That really grabbed me When I saw the CCTV Mm -hmm. footage I'll have to see it After this episode Yeah you will It's really creepy Mm -hmm. Um, And I always think About this case It's one of those I periodically check For updates I fully expect them To find his remains And I hope they do For for his mom absolutely I would want to bring My my son home Yeah It's just The whole thing Is so sad And I just don't know You know What we can do To help people Having like Psychosis like that But y'all It ain't the cops no, there needs to be a... You need to be able to call a number for mental health services to yes. come help you. Yes. And they're yes. always patient and nonviolent yes. and yes. aren't going to shoot you with a gun. Yes.
1: Wrap you up in a weighted blanket and talk softly to you.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. If that's what's good for your particular brand of psychosis, yeah. Uh, I would lose my mind. Oh, really? And kill someone and rip them <laughs> oh, off. Oh, man. I don't want anything. I was like, on I was like, me... I don't I
1: could think of a single thing that a, a weighted blanket and a nice conversation couldn't fix.
0: Uh-uh, that's you not having a throat because I have ripped it out with my teeth. Troat <laughs> rip. Yeah, no, thank you. Don't be on mm-hmm. me. Do not touch me, and don't talk to me if I'm winging out. Here's what you can do: get me some nicotine, get me some caffeine, and point a fan on me. And then just sit there until I can talk again. Unless you're the one who pissed me off, then run away. All right, well, y'all, we love you very much. Thank you for being patient um, as we get our shit together. It's been not a fun time. But you know what? I'm still having fun anyway. Yeah. Somehow. So it was a fun episode. I enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. All right, y'all, we love you. Good night. Love you. social media platform of choice linktree slash cruelty has all of the links check out our patreon for exclusive episodes merch ad-free episodes live ghost hunts and much more please be sure to subscribe new episodes are uploaded weekly thank you so much see you next time music and production by willie V.